What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk episode 60. I'm your host JD Johnson. Alongside me always is Dino and we have a special guest today. It's Chase Johnston. Thanks for coming on the pod, Chase. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just get thrown to the back seat because we get a special guest. <laughs> so, I mean, we always talk about movies on here. I saw Baby Driver. Very little dialogue. So I love movies like that. Dean, Chase, have you seen that before? Baby Driver. I've never seen it before. I've heard never, of it. Never heard of it. Never seen it. What? You have to watch it, Dean. Dean, you would like it. You know what it's like? It's like The Revenant. There's like, it's like no dialogue. It's like all, I think there's like, I mean, the kid talks like very little. I mean, there is dialogue, but it's not a lot. And it's What's awesome. it? What is this movie rated? R. I'll watch it. Thank you. Baby yeah. driver, it's, on uh, list. It's, about, it's about a guy that's a, like a driver for um, like uh, people that do heists. Say less. I'm in. Yeah, it's Net- really good. I loved it. Netflix? Uh, no, it's not on Netflix because it's a, like a newer movie. I think it came out in 2000. I'll rent it. Maybe. Don't worry about it. I got it. By Baby driver, got it. In. You're going to Redbox it? No, I've never used Redbox in my life. I refuse to use that <laughs> machine. Okay, and I didn't realize what Tenant was about, and I didn't realize everything was like inverted. And now I'm like amazed on how he Christopher Nolan did it and like filmed it. And I'm sitting there like, whoa, dude! Like I saw a scene with like the gun like going on the opposite, and I was like, dude, you're blowing my mind. Like dude, I was, I was dude. like geeking out a little. I was like, what the? I, I'm telling you. When you see this thing, it's going to change your mind. I like, I want to go see it now. And I didn't realize what it was like. I knew it's about like a spy type of thing, right? Kind of maybe like investigating. Yeah. Let's just call it CIA. Yeah. I knew it was something like that, but I didn't know it was like inverted when he goes into this. Like I told you it's better than inception. Yeah. I could obviously tell that because I'm going to just like enjoy like the time it took to like do that scene. That probably took forever. They, probably filmed it in reverse if we're being realistic but no they filmed it normally and then they just he probably threw yeah. the gun and then they just did it all yeah the- exactly but they filmed it forward you know what i mean yeah no yeah 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 you know, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is my movie fact for the day. I thought this was awesome. Um, so there's the deadliest actors are uh, Sean Bean. Actually, no, he's not even on this list. Bullshit. No, he's not. You're gonna make fun of me because I know I'm horrible at pronouncing names. But Mila Jonovic. That ring a bell? I didn't know who this actress was, but she has one thousand. 296 kills in movies and Arnold Schwarzenegger has 842 he's in fourth place for the most kills in like movies oh I thought that was cool you mean act you mean character who or actor or actress who kills the most people yeah I said a movie (laughs) no I know but you said movie death so I thought you meant a person that has the most deaths in a role Oh, 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 oh no 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 you misunderstood me but yeah I thought that was cool but um Let's get into sports right now. Um, Hold on a second. How is Liam Neeson not in that list for the entire Taken series? 
He's not. It's uh, Kevin Costner, 670. Kevin who? Costner. In Field of Dreams. Yeah, what was he in that he killed people? To be honest, I don't know. Sylvester Stallone is 786. Nicolas Cage is 571. Yeah, he's not on here. This is a great list. We'll, we can, we, we'll revisit this another pod. Yeah, because I'm actually curious what movies they are. Because I don't know what Kevin Costner's in that he killed over 600 people. Had to have been a bomb. <laughs> yeah. But um, breaking news, Alex Gordon, a lifetime Kansas City Royal, has announced his retirement after the season World Series champ. Um, he had a great little career. Congrats to him. That's a little something to mention right there. But get right into it. Dino, I told you the Yankees were going to hit reality again, and boy, they did. I'm so glad I did not buy in last week. Great, great not buy in by you. Um, <laughs> I bought in. You yeah. know, it's just... Like, look, it's an eb- it's the ebbs and flows. Unfortunately, when you're when you're in a sixty game season, you don't have, you know, the the ability to come down. And they have come down. They've I don't want to say they've hit rock bottom because they hit rock bottom mid season, but it doesn't like they got they got shellacked in Buffalo last night. Oh yeah, it was horrible. Antonaka pitched. It was just so bad. Uh, Chase, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What uh, baseball team are you a fan of? Oh, Tigers. That's right. Detroit Tigers. It's been yeah. it's, ever since Jim Leland left. It's been sickening. <laughs> Ron Gardenhire, your, your manager, just retired mid-season, like yesterday. Did he really? I yeah, don't blame. He's, him. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like out of nowhere. He just retired. I don't blame him. I know. There's like honestly though. There's like four games left. Like you couldn't finish, dude. That's what I didn't get. He's like, dude, it's starting to get a little cold in Detroit. I'm out. It's like there's four games of the season left, and you're not going to make the playoffs. Like, is there is there really only four left? Yeah, yeah. It's like I think like the Yankees, I think, have five. And five is tonight. Or no, there's four games left. That went fast. Four. Yeah, 60 games goes fast when you play every single day. Wow. Yeah, the Yankees haven't had an off day in two weeks. So that's kind of, they definitely need one, but I wanted to mention the MLB playoff bracket real quick because I really want the Cincinnati Reds to make the playoffs. They're right now in the eighth seed and they're 29 and 28. And I really, really badly want them to play the Atlanta Braves to where they get that seven spot. Uh, right now, the San Francisco Giants are in it. I have no idea how I thought they sucked. Give, and, give me, give me, give me the one through eight. All right. One Dodgers, two Braves, three Cubs, four Padres, five Cardinals, six Marlins, ugh, seven Giants, and the eight, the Cincinnati Reds. The, the NL is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would, I'm already excited to watch the Padres and Cardinals. Um, you know, I just really want to see um, the Reds and Braves because the Braves have Ronald Acuna, um, Marcelo Zunia, and Freddie Freeman with an OPS above 1,000. The last time... A team did that. You want to guess who it was? It's one of the teams that did it. Um, I think it was like 50 years ago, but they're in the playoffs, right? Or they will be in the playoffs. Obviously, the Yanks. No, the Giants. And it was Orlando Cepeda, Willie McCovey, and Willie Mays. This is some three all time greats that you're like listing with. I mean, and then, but if the Reds end up do playing the Braves, I would just want to see Sonny Gray, Bauer. Luis Castillo, 
I want to see that starting pitching go up against those big bats. So I really want to see that. But will the Reds even make the playoffs? They have to get that seven seed for that to happen and make the playoffs because anything can happen in three games. What's but, what's the one through eight in the AL? Um, the I know the the Rays just clinched it. I'm pretty sure last night. So it's the Rays, and it's been going back and forth. Uh, second is the Athletics. Three is the Minnesota Twins. Four is the White Sox. Five is the Yankees. So the Yankees will be playing the White Sox now, not the Twins. The Twins took back first <laughs> place in the Central. Yeah, Twins took back first place in the Central actually last night by a game. Sixth spot is the Astros. Trash can, noise, bang, bang. Uh, seven is the Cleveland Indians, and eight is the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, Yanks get bounced first round. You heard it here first. All right, I'm not going to say that. If it's the, if it's the White Sox, <laughs> I said it with the, the Twins because that wouldn't have surprised me, but I don't think the White Sox have the pitching. I think they have the better bullpen because that new guy that throws like 100, whoever the heck his name is, that throws like the weird little Chris Sale looking thing. I don't know what, but he has like wacky mechanics and he throws gas. They get and bounced like, first round. And, and, and you know what? I, I can't wait. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of firing if that happens with Cashman and Boone, I think, being the first to go. Um, more baseball news, though. Justin Verlander, Chase, that's your guy, a former Detroit Tiger, released some big news announcing on his Instagram that he will be needing Tommy John surgery. I think yeah. right now he's 35 years old. Um, well, do you think this is going to end his career? This is really this is really late in someone's career. He's going to be out all year, so we're not going to see him until he's 37. And his contract would be up by then, so he'd be a free agent. Damn, is his career over? No. Yeah, Chase, you say he comes back? I think he comes back, but like JD said, I mean, he's so late in his career. 35, Tommy John surgery, I don't know. I don't know if you can really come back 100% or even 80%, really. 35 yeah probably the J. I think he'll come back too i just don't think he'll be jv the one that we all know it's going to be more like that five era it's not going to be anything dominant he's not going to be throwing 100 miles an hour anymore you know that that curveball is not going to be as sharp for sure i think you know i think he's going to lose a lot of those type of pitches however if there is one person that can bounce back from it at the age it's probably him yeah he just has like an elastic arm that never like Never gives, well, I guess I gave out this time, but. I was going to um, say, like, I, what you're going to say is going to kind of contradict the whole thing. <laughs> gave out this time, but uh, do you think, though, even if he doesn't pitch, do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because obviously he is, but do you think he's first ballot worthy? Of course. Chase? I think so. I think so. He, is he going in as a Tiger or an Astro? He won as an Astro. He lost. He better, he better go in as a Tiger. It is sickening to watch baseball, though, and know that the Tigers gave up Verlander and Scherzer. It makes me want to throw. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. You remember that dynamic duo? It was Verlander and Scherzer went right back at you. And then Miguel Cabrera gained, like, 150 pounds in four months. <laughs> hey, Luke, I'm telling I was I'm telling My dad went to the World Series when we played the Cardinals, and we blew it in St. Louis. And we had a great – I thought we had a good team. We had Gary Sheffield, Curtis Granderson, Maglio Ordonez. Gosh, that's right. Maglio Ordonez. They were loaded. They were loaded. They were loaded. 
and um, they weren't bad until we got rid of Jim Leland. And then I, what? We, I think we. I don't even know. Have we won nine games in six years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they've never been back the same. Right, it was right after Scherzer left. When Scherzer went to the Nationals, it was done. It was right after like thirteen because he went there in fourteen. It's a typical Detroit move, though. And that was the last time they were in the World Series, right? It was thirteen, weren't they there? And they lost to the Cardinals. Was it thirteen? Was it was it twenty thirteen? I thought it was twenty thirteen because I remember sh- right when Scherzer left, it went completely downhill because Miggy was never the same. He wasn't that triple crown type of guy. He just, you know, he got old. I know we played the Cardinals in 2006 or 2008, I think. No, 2013 was the Sox beat the That's Cardinals. Right. Yeah. So then what? Did, oh, the Cardinals won in 2011. It, the, the, the Tigers got swept in 2012 against the Giants. Wow. In which Pablo Sandoval won the MVP, who also yeah, gained 150 was, pounds in four months. Was that the series where he caught the ball on the uh, base on third base and they celebrated afterwards? I almost pissed. yeah, yeah. Which Did which I, not? Didn't the Tigers go to the World Series twice? Yeah, but dude, like this this Tigers team was was like in, in 2012 they still had Verlander. They had, like this team, like was, this loaded. team was loaded. Verlander, Verlander, Scherzer, Scherzer, Smiley, Smiley, Porcello. Dean. What? The alien man is back. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yep. All right, dude. This team was loaded, bro. Like Verlander, Drew Smiley, Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez, Rick Porcello, Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson, Miguel Cabrera, Austin uh, Jackson. Oh, Prince, we, have Prince, we have Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder. Um, hold on a second. Who else we got here? Johnny Peralta, uh, Omar Infante, Doug Fister. Wow. Oh, uh, Doug Fister in his prime, dude. Octavio <laughs> Dotel. Like this team was loaded. Alex Avila. Did you say Annabelle Sanchez? Yeah. Yeah. That was a prime Annabelle too. It was a t- it's a typical Detroit move though. It's a typical Detroit move. The Lions do the same thing. They give up the Dominican Sue. They let Calvin Johnson retire. They don't like winning in Mich- in Detroit. They they love the fact of losing. <laughs> um, but I mean, we can go on and on about this. But um, NHL Stanley Cup is going on right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning did beat the New York Islanders. We were talking about that last week, and they're currently winning. Um, the Stanley Cup series against the Dallas Stars, two to one. Game four is going to be tomorrow night, eight p.m. Eastern time. Thoughts on the series so far, Dino? I know you're the big hockey guy out of the three of us. Uh, it, it, it's been exciting to watch. Um, Dallas ro- steamrolled them in game one, which is probably a lot of fatigue from uh, uh, the Islander series. Tampa's won the last two. Captain Steven Stamkos came back after suffering a torn core muscle, scored on his first shot. And then left because of an injury. So that's got to be a nice light load for him that night. But the series is over. I take the lightning in six. They win next game to go up 3-1. They lose game five to go to 3-2 and they close it out. Good for the two ex-Rangers that are on Tampa, Kevin Shattenkirk, Ryan McDonough. But that series is pretty much done. Which has been a long time coming for Tampa. Tampa's been knocking on the door since 2015 when they bounced the Rangers in the conference finals. This has been a long time coming for them. So far in the NFL, the NFL's two weeks in, 
it's been very interesting. The storylines around Brady sucking are hilarious, but nonetheless, my Washington football team is still holding on to tied for first place because I've never seen a more stupid team in the NFL other than the Atlanta Falcons who can somehow blow 25 point leads in the Super Bowl and can also find a way to blow a 20 point lead and get outscored 39 to 10 or 29 to 10 in a half of football and give up an onside kick because nobody knows the rules. So if I were to pick two teams that I'm interested in in watching, it is still the Kansas City Chiefs are awesome to watch. There's no one better to watch than than Patrick Mahomes throw a football. If he if his football career ends, he will have a career in baseball because he throws the shit out of it. Um, injury report real quick before I get to my second team. Saquon Barkley out, torn ACL, done for the year. Also, you know, Penn State guy that that hurts to see. He's dynamic. And then basically the entire Niners team died. Uh, not literally, but like everybody just like tore their ACLs and they're done. But the second team that I am interested in watching, and don't ask me why, because I don't think they're good, but I just like watching them play football. It is the Buffalo Bills. Nothing good happens in Buffalo, but watching the Bills play football gets me excited. Plus, you got Bills Mafia, who just breaks tables for fun. I I don't understand it. They're nuts. But I like watching the Bills play football. Chase, do you have a football team that has been interesting so far? Um, I think the football team that really caught my eye was Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders. I watched them on Monday night take down the Saints. And um, I, I, I've always loved John Gruden when he was announcing on Monday night. And um, I just think that. They're 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 a really good football team with Derek Carr and their receiving core is very well and very good and, and they play defense they they play defense and yeah I think I think they can make a, a serious run in the um, NFL this year maybe even get get high in the playoffs so speak so. speaking of the Saints because you watched the game are the Saints in trouble I don't, I don't know um, I don't think so not yet. Because you can never count Drew Brees out. He's, 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 he, always, he always seems to pull himself out of something. But I don't know. He's getting old now. So that could be a problem when they start hitting the second span of their season. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know who the backup is waiting to take over if he can't get it done? His name is Jameis Winston. He led the NFL interceptions last year. Famous Jameis, the only guy who can win you a football game but can also single-handedly lose you a football game. 100%. And I just want to clarify one thing. There are, If you were to tell me right now, i got to pick an MVP. It's Russell Wilson. I think the Seahawks are the best team in football right now. And I love watching Cam Newton. I think he's going to go on a revenge tour all mm-hmm. year who John Gruden called today, he called him Slam Newton because when he walks in, he basically looks like a power forward playing football. I agree. So keep your eye on the NFL. It's been fun so far. Other than that, Jedi, let's roll. Chase, real quick before we start talking about the NBA playoffs. What was it like training during this pandemic? I mean, everything was shut down, you know, being from South Florida. All three of us live in South Florida, but uh, everything was shut down. What were you doing? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, not having a gym available to go get shots up, but um, you got to improvise and you want to be the best. So I was able to grab some weights from in my house and work out in the garage and do lifts there. And also, um, I was also fortunate enough to have one of my friends who has a brother who has a weight room in his house. So me and him would always would go there every single day and lift weights and do some agility work and uh, stay in condition. And then, um, honestly, I would just get shots up outside in my backyard. And uh, for like two, a month or two or three months, I was just outside getting shots up, doing ball handling drills. And um, I kind of started to like, like in like a pandemic like this, you start to appreciate like what you have, like gyms and all, because um, you're in the hot sun working out every single day. So, especially especially in the summer, dude. My God. Oh yeah, it was hot. Sometimes it was like 98, 99. But I did start to. En- I actually, I started to enjoy working out um, outside in the hot sun. Because um, it makes you push harder and makes you dig deeper when you're in, in reps, when you're training. So, and I like like drench, I like being drenched in sweat when I'm done working out. It makes me feel like I accomplished something. So, I actually kind of fell in love with like working out outside. So it didn't really bother me. How like did when you went back to like your first gym practice? Did you feel like you were like ten times more conditioned for it than you were before? Yes, for sure. Just because you have the sun beating down on you all day when you're working out. And then you go into the gym and it's just like it's air conditioned. And then not to mention the fact you're shooting on an outside rim with wind. So yeah. you perfect shooting outside with wind and you perfect that. When you get into the gym, the hoop is like a freaking like, like the ocean. Like you just whatever you shoot is going to go in. So it definitely improved my game a lot. Chase, how tall are you? I mean, some people say I'd say I'm six two, but with, when I have like my basketball shoes on, I'd say I'm six three. Can you dunk? Occasionally. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I've, I've, that's what I worked on all um, off season was my agility um, and my uh, vert, and my vert has increased a lot. Um, can, can you dunk a small ball? Yeah, yeah, easy. That's all that anyone cares about. Right. Like, I can get above the rim, and that's really all that matters. Like, as long as I can get above the rim to where I can draw a foul to where nobody can block me, that's what – that was my goal. So, I got that done. What's – what's the tr- – how, like, how do you how do you properly train for your vert? Um, I mean, a lot of people have different ways. Um, I actually started training with a new guy this past off season for my vert, and he just did, like – he had a lot of machines where they were explosive, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, they were, like, um, he did, there was, like, machines where you, like, quick, quick jumps. And then you would also do, like, box jumps. And then also what helps your vert a lot is a lot of people think it's, like, just, like, exercises and, like, getting your legs stronger. But in reality, it's getting, like, your body flexible. Like, if you can get your body in certain certain areas flexible you'll see an increase in your vert because if you're tight in like your hip flexors your hamstrings it's gonna weigh you down when you try and get up so that was the main focus here was getting more flexible so but most of those drills are 
and well, most of those drills are what you would say are vertical based drills. You right. actually leaving the ground. Yes, for sure. Oh, well, yeah, I remember doing that with Bomberito. You remember that? Or was that the year you weren't there, Dean, for baseball? We sat there and we just jumped on the thing and had to hit the thing. And we did it like so many times. I wasn't there, thank God, because I would have. I don't. I don't know why we're doing vertical leaps in in, in baseball. baseball. I didn't really understand it either, but I just like went along with it. But um, I mean, go. <laughs> like that's the stupidest thing in the world. I'll tell you what helps your vert a lot though is like single leg leg press, like quick ones. Yeah. That gets your that gets your vert up. Yeah, those also suck. Uh, how, how 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 just give me a number. How many inches do you think you raise the vert? Um, I mean, off two feet with one step, like I'd get a little head start going off two feet box jump. When I got there, I was jumping thirty six, and when I left there, I was jumping fifty seven. And then my my single leg when I got there, um, gosh, I don't remember. I think I I think I hit like ten two, and then when I finished, I was up at like ten nine. Okay, so we're talking some like some some big gaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was expecting like ten four or something. I would have been like, dang, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this guy. I got um recommended by um obviously you guys know like joe girardi legendary baseball hey, yeah. legend so, um, manager yeah exactly so i'm very good friends with them and him him his son and his daughter work out with that trainer so he referred me to them and um he's basically changed my whole game is that in boca or like fort lauderdale it's in boca it's like five minutes from my house oh, and, uh, nice well, I mean, to get right into the NBA playoffs, um, are Chase? Are you a part of this Heat culture? One hundred percent. I'm man. all in. Me and Dina are just definitely not. De Palma is not here to back you up on this because I know that he's part of it. But, but um, I mean, now that you're you're at college, your your college is in the central part of Florida. Are the Miami Heat a big thing up there too? Like, is it like a everyone's dialed in on the game? Because I mean, that's more close to like the Orlando Magic, but. Are they also bandwagons up there? Um, to be honest, not really. Not really. I mean, I think a lot of people watch NBA playoffs, but I haven't really seen a lot of Heat fans um, oh, up here. Gosh. I know there's a couple players on my team that have been Heat fans since they were little. So we always, like, talk, and we talk about the Heat and talk trash. So, But, yeah, for the most part, no. There's not many Heat fans up here that I've seen. So. Yeah, and let me just clear this up. When I say bandwagon, Chase, we were talking before, I am not referring to you at all. You said you grew up a Heat fan. You were born in South Florida. You loved the Heat. You watched all the games. I am referring to the people that could not name one person other than, um, like, Tyler Hero and you know, didn't watch one game the whole season, and then all of a sudden are he go Heat this, and it's on everyone's Snapchat story every night. I, I can't take it anymore. Me and Dean, like... We're getting so mad. We just want the Heat to lose so we can stop doing it, and they keep winning. I, I do I do want to clarify my statements in previous podcasts as well because I don't necessarily remember what I actually said. So I just want to reiterate the fact of, like, the culture that surrounds the Heat, like, 
they act as like people are acting like this is something new. And that bothers me because it's not. It's 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 really not. Dating back to the days of like Tim Hardaway Sr., uh, Alonzo Mourning, up until you know the D Wade LeBron era, Bosch, because like everyone counts him out when he was in his prime. Into what they have now, and then bringing in Jimmy Butler just happened to be like that that X factor. So I just want to clarify the fact that it's not necessarily like I'm not talking about their basketball culture. Like that's not like. That kind of that phrase was about their internal organization, and that's awesome. I strive for every one of my teams to have that internal organization type structure, but like I'm talking about like the the heat culture of the public. That's what I mean because like let's call it what it is. I'm not a Heat fan, but I love watching their team play basketball. They're a bunch of dogs. You know, Bam is legit. Tyler Hero can ball. Jimmy Butler's legit. Drogic is still performing. You know, Duncan Robinson can shoot the lights out of the ball. You know, like, and they have a bunch of players that when you put them on the floor, work as one unit. It's awesome to watch. Like I said, I wish all of my teams had that culture. But the public's idea that you are also involved in this culture all of the sudden is what pisses me off. You that's, kind of summed it up more. Yeah, like that's what I mean. It's it's got nothing to do with the product on the court or what Pat Riley has instilled in that team since uh, when did he get there? I mean, like he was uh, he was the head coach there. What in the ninth, like you know, late nineties, early ninety, in the like, mid nineties. Whenever he, you know, like I just want to make that very clear that like since Pat Riley got there, that's when the culture change started in Miami. For sure. So it just bothers me when you know people who absolutely know really nothing about sports at all are and it's and it's funny because it's the same people who said that the Marlins were always going to suck and here we are and I know it's a shortened season but are contending for a playoff berth and it's like if you don't buy and I have a big pet peeve thank you for bringing this whole topic up I have a really big pet peeve in people who don't just like like I'm a Knicks fan dude I'm in it that's it I'm in it, you know? So it's like, if you're in it, be yeah. in it. I'm the exact same way. Like, um, I'm in the same way where you're like, you're the Knicks. I'm a, D- I'm a diehard Detroit Lions fan. And every week, I watch them blow 17-point leads and 20-point <laughs> leads. But, and then I watch them go 4-12 and 12 in a season. And every year, me and my brother say, this is the year. We're going to the Super Bowl. And I've said that now for 15 years straight. I'm still in it, though. I don't give up. You can't, if you're a diehard fan, you don't give up. That's and, and and it's frustrating to, because here's the thing I've watched a lot of Detroit Lions games and don't ask me why but I've I've watched a lot of their games mainly because they're always that Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. So like I I can buy into the Detroit Lions because I think they got some legit playmakers. You know they 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 have Galladay they have um uh uh what was it Martin Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Um you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they have playmakers. Uh, Stafford can throw the shit out of it. It's just like they've never – or Marvin Jones Jr. That's what it is. Um, You know, and then before that they had Megatron. Like I could always get on board with watching them. And it's the same thing with now my Washington football team, which is like, dude, if you're in it, just be in it. If if your team sucks, it's going to make it even worthwhile when they end up winning one. 100%. So it just bo- 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, saying? go 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 ahead. Go ahead. I I hate the people that are like um all of a sudden, well when Brady won his sixth New England championship, whatever they were Patriot fans, and now all of a sudden everyone's gonna be a Bucks fan. Like, come on, like I just don't. It's just not. It's just not fun. Like switching teams or being a bandwagon. Like stick true to your team. Wow, you know, and De Palma would have. I feel I would wonder what De Palma would say to respond to that because he's like a big LeBron guy. Like he was talking last time. Like he was never a Heat fan. He just like followed LeBron because he's a fan of players. But 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 here's the thing. Like I understand that mod that model. Like De Palma's case is different, and I can speak for him because I've known him since the time LeBron came in the league. Is like like he followed LeBron in the early Cleveland days. He followed Cleveland during that early days. Then he followed LeBron when they start, you know, they got good in Cleveland. Then he went to Miami. Then he went back to Cleveland. Now he's with the Lakers. Like LeBron's followed him his entire career. So like if people did that with Brady, I would understand that. But like people started doing that with Brady after the sixth. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden he went to the Bucks, and everyone was like, Ooh, let's go Bucks." It's like, you know, and then Gronk came out of retirement, and they were like, "Yes, I love the Bucks." It's like, dude, like you've never heard about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers more than you have right now, and right now they're an average football team. Right. So, like, but that's uh, they're not Super Bowl contenders. As of right now, no. Could they be? Probably. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I I'm just I don't I just if your team sucks, they suck. You know, right. every the. The first thing I tell people is I'm a Knicks fan. They're always like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, for what? Because yeah. you, got, you guys clearly forget the 60s, 70s, early 90s, late 90s, when the Knicks were absolutely dominant. And, yeah, I wasn't alive. But you know what? Like, you have any idea how many old school games I've watched? Like, come on now. You know, I'm just I'm, – I'm so sick of that stigma. And I'm the first one to admit the culture – which is what we talked about with the Heat and their organizational structure and all of that. Like the culture in New York for the Knicks is bad, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. To no, above I, my to above my pay grade, I can't change that. Uh, yeah, I'm sick. I'm sick of the people too that like people say they just call my teammates or whatever, or call my friends that are like, "Let's go Lakers," and it's like you're not a Lakers fan. You're a LeBron fan. Stop cheering for the Lakers. Stop talking trash after games. Like you're not a Lakers fan, or like the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you're a Patrick Mahomes fan. Like if Patrick Mahomes went to the Browns, you're gonna be a Browns fan now. You're not gonna be a Chiefs fan anymore. So it's like that's what irritates me. Like just just pick somebody and stick with them. Yeah, or or like yeah, like root for that player. But you, yeah. if you if you're if you're a if you're a, uh, if you're a I'm making, I'm making a bold statement right now, and DePalma can listen to this. If you are a fan of a player that follows a team, I think the right to talk shit when that team wins goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Because you're only rooting for that player. Right, you're not rooting for the team. Yeah, so like if, if in, in De Palma's case, if LeBron were to go one for 40 with three points and the Lakers win, you can't, can't talk. talk shit that the Lakers won. Can't talk. No, I agree. You know, yeah, it's got, you got to pick one or the other. If you have the right to just change allegiance, like whenever you want, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, Je- like Jedi, like, is there a baseball team that you enjoy watching other than the Yankees? 
Uh, you know, this is going to sound really bad, but I do enjoy watching the Rays play just because they're so scrappy and they pay for no one. Like, there's no one on their team that's making above, like, $10 million. But that, and that's cool because you're a base – like, you, you, you love baseball. So, like, you, you see teams, you watch them, like, oh, that's great. Like, they play great. But, like, you're not over here, like, saying I'm a Rays fan now. They're, they just clinch the playoffs, all this. Yeah, no, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, dude, exactly. Like – but I want, I like watching them though. Like if you were to, if you were to have gone back seven years ago, I love watching the Red Sox play. Yeah, you know, I but but I hate them as a team. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to be able to give like credit when credit is due. Like yes, awesome, congratulations, your team's good. And like anyone who's in that city, that's awesome. I love watching that team play. Like I love watching the Las Vegas Raiders play football. Yes, I do. Too. Dude, I oh my god, I, you know what right. they call. Oh. When I watched that Monday night game, I f- that this past Monday, I became okay, I wouldn't say a fan, but I became like like I, I root for them. Like wow, like John Gruden turned that turned that whole organization around. Hop, hopping on the Raiders train, not like a fan. And, right. No, no, no. And and Mike Mayock, who used to do Yeah, who used to do all the all the the the, the pre draft stuff for the NFL network. And would kill it, and they hire him as a GM, and he has killed. He has done his job. Awesome story with Darren Waller, who was on the Ravens practice squad, who struggled with addiction, and Ravens players have come out and said, "Dude, he used to go for 250 yards a day in practice squad. Like he deserves everything." But like they call their stadium the Death Star. Like I'm just I'm low key a Raiders fan. But if they won a championship, I'm not ordering Raiders stuff. <laughs> I'm not going out ordering jerseys. Like, um, I'm a big Derek Carr fan. Like, his story, he breaks his leg, and he's basically deciding if he's going to quit football or not or he feels like God was calling him to become a pastor. Like, I just – I'm a fan of him. Like, that's that's a strong guy. Um, or like Plus, the Warriors, when the Warriors went on that – that that big big run where they won like three two titles in a row three titles in four years, I loved watching them play basketball. I loved watching Steph Curry, but I wasn't a Warriors fan. Like I wasn't talking trash. No, the there's a, I think there's a difference between hoping a team wins and then rooting for a team to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know, know like, hoping I'm hoping the Nuggets win because I like or like the Celtics win. Actually, no, because I don't want the Boston sports to win. You like, see, like, root- we talked about this last time. I'm stuck. Like, I just got to go for the Nuggets because I don't want yeah. the Lakers to win either. Exactly. I'm I, done. Hope- I don't want to see keep seeing LeBron in the in the finals. I want it to be something new and fresh, something exciting. But um, even talking more about uh, – before we go right back to basketball, I don't want to get into this too much, but you were talking about it kind of before, Dean. I'm. It's not going to be fun next week when the playoffs start for MLB and the Marlins are in it, and I just see – when the NBA finals and we have the Marlins at the same time. Oh no, this is going to be great, dude. I'm going to go back to my Twitter or, <laughs> and my Facebook and I'm going to, I'm going to find that exact status three or four years ago that says Jeter doesn't know how to fail. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot it and I'm going to be like all of you Marlins people who don't know a damn thing about baseball should know that he's doing this with essentially nothing. I, I, it's just gonna, it's just gonna annoy me if anything. Like I don't hate the Marlins. I have nothing against the Marlins. I could care less if they win or lose. I mean, if they won, I'd kind of be excited because I'd go see the parade. Like you know what I mean? Because it's like right here. But like, the fans are just so annoying, and I hate how unloyal South Florida fans are. They're so unloyal. 
or they're just like not fans of Florida sports at all. Cause like, I feel like everyone that I meet down here is either like a Red Sox or a Yankee fan. No, this is what it is, right? I think it was the 72 dolphins that went undefeated. Yeah. I would love to find out how many 72 dolphin fans are still, fans. are still dolphin fans. Not many probably. Like that's the part that like, you know, I would want to know, like, get me the data on that. Like, where is the percentage of season ticket holders that are going to Mar- or that are going to dolphins games? Like that's, <laughs> that's what I want to know. So back to, uh, NBA playoffs of the Miami, he continued to win and it sucks for me. I just, it's just so annoying. Like I was talking about before, um, they're right now up in the series three to one lead over the Boston Celtics guys. What has been the biggest contributor to the heat winning all these games? Um, I think it's a whole collaboration of things. Um, I'd say first off is um, their ability to defend. Um, they don't just play man. They're very high-level zone defense, defensive team, and um, they've been able to get stops when they need to get stops. Um, so I'd say their defense is a main part of their success. And um, just they play team basketball. I was talking to somebody earlier saying that there are teams that have great players that are just okay teams. And then there are teams that are, that have good players, but are great teams. And I think the heat this year is a team that has good players. That is a great team because not like, as you notice, like they all want each other to succeed in a way like Jimmy Butler the other night or whatever, like Jimmy Butler's okay. Having 10 points and five assists and six rebounds, as long as he's doing his job and getting a win. Like, I think that everyone buys into their role. Like, Duncan Robinson knows that he's a catch-and-shoot player, so he just looks to catch-and-shoot. Bam Adebayo knows that he needs to go get 15 rebounds a game, and he needs to play defense on the big, and that's what he does. So I think that's what makes them such a very good team, or I'd say a great team right now. Is everyone knows the role, and everyone's bought in to um, the system of play, and I think Eric Spolster's done a great job. Yeah, like, he kind of nailed that on the head at the end. It's like they bought in. I used to give Spolster a lot of shit as a coach. I think he's I think he's probably top two or three NBA coaches right now. Hundred uh, percent. You know, I, I I just you can't and like let, let's not get it twisted, right? They do have superstars, like they mm-hmm. do, but those superstars came in and played a role. You know that it, when you can get a superstar to realize you got to play a role, it changes the dynamic of your team. Like he said, like the team defense is that they're probably the best defensive team that's left because I don't think the Nuggets play any of it. Um, the Lakers really struggle to play it in a full court. When they get set in a half court, it 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 changes a little bit, not much though. And then the Celtics, they can turn up when they want to, but they lack any sort of presence in the paint. You know, I, I, I they have who, um, uh, Tice and Cantor, you know, like both who are below average defenders. Right. So realistically speaking, you know, the heat are probably the best defensive team left and they have the ability to score. My problem with Jimmy Butler is, he didn't buy into the Sixers. Right. And, and maybe that's a culture thing, you know, but you know, so I, can I, can I say I blame him? No, but 
I can say, like, I, it's hard because I don't have all the information. Like, was the culture not there? Was it the attitude? Was it the players around them? Like, what was it that it didn't click in Philly because that could have been a dynamic team, but they weren't. So, like, you know, props to him for going to Miami and figuring it out. But that's just my one question that has loomed over my head for, like, the last year, which was, like, what went so wrong in Philly with Simmons, Embiid, Butler, and Tobias Harris potentially could have been there as well, or he was there with Jimmy? Was yes. Tobias? No. <laughs> uh, I think he was. No, or or no, they signed him when no, Jimmy left. Him. He had Robert Covington. Covington, that's who it was. So it's like, you know, like they had the pieces and they could have ran through the East and they lost the East, you know, on Kawhi's jumper. But it's just like, you know, I, th- that's just my question. It's like, what was it? You know, because part of, I can see it like, you know, not meshing with. First of all, I think the Sixers are idiots for even trying to run an NBA system with two dominant big men. It doesn't work any anymore. But, you know. Yeah. So anyway, that's what the Heat are doing right. They have re- they have awesome role players who have bought in. And, and, and let's not get this confused. Anyone that's like, oh, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero. It's like Tyler Hero played a year at Kentucky in straight right. ball. Like yeah, the dude's – Yeah, like the dude's legit and always has been. He just hasn't gotten the minutes like he did at Kentucky. He played 40, 37 minutes a game at Kentucky. You know, when he this year he was averaging like 15 to 20. Now because it's the postseason and he got hot, he just happened to go off. Right. So, like, anyone who slept on him just wasn't paying attention all year, which goes right. back to Jedi, your point of you're coming out of the woodwork to be a fan. Right. No, Dean, I'll, I want um, I think I have, like, a, not much I answer, but I think I can somewhat answer your question when, it's, when you're talking about Jimmy Butler and why he didn't fit with Philly. Is um, so my college coach coached at Florida for two years and he he coached Udonis Haslam and um he said that when Jimmy Butler got to the Miami Heat Udonis Haslam sat him down and said listen your ego throw it out the door um you're gonna you're gonna adjust to our culture and this is a team culture and I think that maybe Philly doesn't have a veteran like Udonis in their locker room Udonis is Giannis is a veteran. He's been there for, what, 16, 17 years now? So he's been through all of it. He's been there a minute. A minute. And he's been a captain for maybe he wasn't a captain for his first two years, and he's been a, he's been a captain since. So I think Udonis Haslam played a big part in Jimmy Butler figuring out his role and buying into the system. And I also think that's why the Heat – that's another reason why the Heat are successful because they have that locker room guy that knows that he's not going to see a minute on the floor probably unless two, three guys get hurt, but he's going to bring the energy to practice every day. He's going to bring the intelligence to practice every day. And he's always going to be a leader by not playing. And I think that was, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And I can see, I can see Haslam, you know, having a career in coaching the second his playing career is over. Right. So, so is this basically wrapped up? The Heat are going to go to the NBA Finals? Yes. I think they will, but as a diehard Heat fan, I don't. I always play the pessimistic side of, oh, I hope you don't blow that 3-1 lead. So yeah. I don't want to be confident. I'm trying to jinx it. Would you say the same thing about the Lakers? They got a 2-1 series lead against the Nuggets. I so, thought they were going to sweep them. 
Both both the second the Nuggets lost on AD's buzzer beater, the series was over. Both series go six. Both end four two. I think I think it's hard to disagree with that. So well, last podcast we got Dino and De Palma's pick to win it all, didn't we? Dean, didn't you pick the Lakers? Uh, I don't remember. Well, then we could just do it now anyway. Um, but I was going to ask Chase, who do who do you think's going to win it all? Well, I'm guessing you can say the Heat since he's a fan, but I mean, <laughs> might as well I, ask. I don't know. Um, of course, my heart wants the Heat to win, but if the Lakers get there, I think that the Heat can put up a good hard series. But I don't know if they can beat them. I hope they do, but I don't know. If the Lakers get there, I think the Lakers will take it. But Dean, if the Nuggets beat the Lakers tonight, the Nuggets might win the series. No, I dude, I, 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 I just, I don't, I, I don't see. First of all, I don't see the Nuggets winning tonight. Um, you know, if this was two one Nuggets right now, I would have a completely different discussion right now. But it's not. You know, right. the uh, the idea to bring in Mason Plum, Plumley to defend AD and he switched off stupid. might be the stupidest decision I've ever seen in my life. It was you know, dumb. you could have had someone who was five five guarding ad all he had to do is stay on his hip and that shot never goes in um so just poor defensive strategy there however i i think what i said last podcast i don't remember who i exactly took um but i believe i said the celtics were gonna beat miami because hayward came back but i think I also said that the Lakers will win and all we'll hear about for six months is the fact that Kobe died and the Lakers won. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's sports for you right there. You can't script it a different way. It's like no different than nine 11 happened. And then George Bush comes out and throws a freaking strike, you know, first game in New York in the world series. It's like, you can't script sports any better than the way they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. So you have the Lakers winning. Yeah, I got the Lakers beating if, if they if they if they play the Heat. I honestly I think it goes Lakers in seven. I think it goes seven too. If the Lakers play the Heat in the finals, I think it goes a seven. Well, before we wrap up this edition of Major League Talk, Dino, what's your final thought? All right. Um, final thought. So, dude, my final thought is like kind of simple. It's it's kind of it's like kind of con- like conspiracy theory ish, you know. Ooh. Yeah, you know, we get all excited for this stuff. Get the juices flowing. Um, Netflix, the Space Challenger Final Flight. I told you to watch that last time, dude. Was it this- legit? So look, I'm on episode four, but I can tell you, like, I've already had that 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 range of emotion where, like, I'm excited, I got butterflies, I'm happy, and then all of a sudden, like. I'm skeptical a little bit. I'm like, whoa, you guys are going to screw this up. Then I'm in tears at the end. Of, or I think it's like the beginning of episode four, the end of episode three. It's like it's really sad. And then now I'm back on the train of like you bastards, you know, like this is your fault. So like a lot of information regarding this, like the and anyone who doesn't know anything about it, 1986, um, NASA space flight with the Challenger, you know, they had to stay on schedule. There's a lot of hurdles that they had to jump through to even be able to take off on the day that they took off. 
They ignored some signs. They sent it up anyway. Catastrophic event, which killed six astronauts and a United States teacher. You know, it's a very interesting watch. So far through four episodes, I give this mini like documentary series. I guess you can call it a docu series. I hate using that word though, uh, dude. It's like an eight three. Oh, I haven't finished it either, and I started watching it too. Um, I didn't. I've had to watch so many films for like my class, so I haven't been able to watch. It. I think I'm at episode two. Oh, uh, it get the yeah. first two are kind of slow, like educational, but like it picks up. And like, look, if you're watching it for like excitement and action and all that stuff, it's not like that. It's a, it's a historical event. It's like you know, it's a, it's a documentary. So, you know, I'm a history guy. I know De Palma's a history guy. It's it's a good watch. It's very entertaining, but at the end of the day, it's it's still sad. So I give it an eight three. I do. Did I say eight two before? Eight three. I'll, I'll book it right there on an eight three. But I'm just going to say, I still am not sold that we went to the moon. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm not getting into that conversation. I'm still. <laughs> Completely disagree with you. <laughs> Why is the American flag waving in the air if there is no gravity? What do you mean? It's like th- it's like going like it's, it's like slow no. moving. Like you know what I mean? Watch it again. I think it's just gonna sit down like that. There's no gravity. Exactly. That proves your point. It's not gonna no, no, no. like sit down. It's waving. Okay, listen. I don't not like. But <laughs> here's my. But but like I said, <laughs> they definitely went to the moon because where else did the spaceship go? But like, that's like I a flat statement. That that is exactly what that is. I dude, I don't know. I just, I I need. I feel like I need to go there myself, for for, for it to solidify that we've been there. For two hundred and fifty grand, you can. That's it. <laughs> Yep. I'll come up with that money. I think Tesla's doing it for 250 grand a piece or something. Maybe it's not Tesla. Maybe it's a Virgin. No, 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 no. It's Tesla. And I don't trust that Elon Musk character. How can you trust anyone with that sort of name? And with the kid's name as A-F17412. No, no, no. The name, just say it out loud. Elon Musk. Sounds fake. Sounds fake. Sounds like somebody said, pick your name, and he chose it. So, like I said, look, yeah, we probably went there, no doubt. But we went there in 69. We've had space trouble in 86 because of the Challenger. In 85, they went and orbited the Earth. Why why don't we go there and, like, colonize it a little bit? Who would want to live there? I wouldn't build a space station there. Why not? Let me ask you. Um, they're supposed to be. I think the U.S. and Russia are in a race right now to Mars. For what? Yeah, that's, that's like real. That's real. Like they're in a no, race. No, 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 dude. I don't. Like this, and this is like the final, final thought. Is like I don't care about the shit going on in the Milky Way. Take me somewhere else. You know how long it takes to get a robot to go out there? It takes like I think it's like honestly like fifty years or something like that. And it's not even it's like halfway there. That's how big I, the way is. I don't care. Find a wormhole. 
take me somewhere else. Get me information on what's inside a black hole. Then you have my undivided attention. I would want that. Yeah, that is curious. Like, is E.T. real? Like the movie? The alien. Like, is there an alien that looks like that? And like, they're like, have a whole nother planet. Aliens. Okay. Does that make yeah, aliens 100% exist. <laughs> I don't mean actually like mini ETs walking around. I was referring to aliens. I was going to say like, you know, do you have a stuffed animal ET that you like want to come to life like Ted? <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. But no. Um, and by the way, this is real quick because I saw this on my phone earlier. Um, Tom Cruise is going to become the first actor to film a movie entirely in space. And he goes up in 2021. So that's Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Oh, yeah, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa. I should have saved that for the movie thing. Or Hold on. Earthling. What? Tom Cruise is filming a movie in space in 2021. Oh, wow. There's been talk about it for a long time, though, because he's the only one that said he would do it. Okay, because this is why. Just a fun fact for Tom Cruise. Does all of his stunts, and when they came out with Top Gun 2... And all that stuff, he said the only way he's doing it is um, zero CGI. So in that last Mission Impossible, when he's outside of the plane, he actually did that. Yeah, I've seen that. So, like, props to him, but... Oh, wait, my final, final, final thought. John Malkovitz. John Malkovitz made a movie that's called The Movie That No One would ever see or something is coming out in a thousand years. Oh, I do not even know earth will be around. It will be, but he made it and then he like gave it to universal. And I think he can only release it in like 3016 or something. Well, I'll never see it, but, um, that's all for this edition of major league talk. The movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, make sure to follow us on social media at JD with Sports. You guys got anything else? Uh, I'm good. Just appreciate you guys having me. Yep. See ya.